Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to a best of edition of The Chaser Report. It's Monday the 20th of December. I, Dub Knight, am definitely here. I haven't gone on holidays, nor have you, Charles Firth. Nah. And Alex Avulovic, you're definitely I'm not on holidays. Contractually obliged to stay in the office 24-7. However, what we've decided to do, we've looked at today's news, and we've decided instead to throw to some of our favourite moments of mm. the podcast from this year. But I'll tell you what, today's news. What Whoa. news? Mm. Pretty amazing. Those numbers, how oh. about them? Oh, they're mm. so high. So speaking of numbers, we took a vote, uh, Alex, uh, amongst the, the team, the interns, the oldies, um, and so on, to find everyone's favourite moments of the podcast in 2021. And right. top of the list, the number one position. Can you guess what it is, Charles? I don't want to. Was it, surely it will be, oh, I don't know. It's the comedic highlight. Of 2021 on this podcast, the best moment of all. Let's just start with it. How Alexa broke his penis. Oh, yes. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that's I, on today's show. We're I regret recording that. that. I was trying to forget about it, and now it's just repeated on me every day. It's a model. It's a tale of one man and his penis, <laughs> and then sort of half his penis, and then his penis again. <laughs> also, we have Xander catching COVID at the Olympics. Xander did a great job of being our, uh, our Tokyo correspondent this year. Mm. Mm. Really, it was really worth investing in those flights and, and all. sound effects, yeah, yeah. Plus, I think, look, one of the highlights of the year has been Gabby Bolt. Um, she's added so much to the podcast. She's been doing her uh, first ever live show, uh, which is why she hasn't been around as much recently. But the moment where she dis- described aquaplaning her car yes. on Bathurst Roads, I mean, don't drive in the Central West if you don't. Gabby's there. I think it's very <laughs> other. Or in fact, any locals. In fact, we, we can't go there on the like in cars. We have to go there next well, year. She got... She got into a bit of trouble for the rave that mm. you're about to hear. Mm. So. so that's today on the show. Alex's penis, Xander's COVID, and Gabby Aquaplanes. It's coming up right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's a story that's been doing the rounds in the office, Charles, and I'm sure you know the one that I mean. The one about <laughs> yes. Alexa. Uh, it's been whispered about, it's been talked about, and I think it's time... We found out the details and shared them with our listeners. Alexa, get in here. Hello, hello. Thanks, thanks for having me. Um, um, no, no, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, this is a this is a story about my penis. Um, flatly, I, I was really hoping to tuck it away until it became politically relevant, but unfortunately, that hasn't happened yet. So I guess now is a good time as any. Um, okay. There's never a bad time. And look, to to give the listeners some context, we haven't heard this story. Well, at least I haven't. I, I haven't either. Has. No, yeah, I yeah. just heard a vague summary, which was intriguing. Yeah, and which Gabby is strangely um, very interested in as well. <laughs> it's a pity she's not here today, actually. Yes, yeah. um, she was very keen that we cover this in <laughs> yeah, right. the episode. But, uh, but uh, that hasn't stopped me from telling the story <laughs> to lots of friends and family, Alexa. So even though I don't know it, I've, I've sort of extrapolated from the hints I've got. I so. can contextualise that um, men are generally bad at talking about their emotions and their bodies and their physical problems. It's not something that we do well. So let's model some yes. positive male behaviour yes. by yes. talking about Alexa's junk. 
and not and not laughing. No, of not course laughing. not. Support, yeah. friendship, yeah. and brotherhood is what this is all about. Thanks for thanks for being so considerate. This was a a very tumultuous time in my life. Um, the story goes back to when I was a fifteen year old, mm. and um, I was lucky enough to have a girlfriend. And as with lots of things that age, were quite ambitious and reckless, and specifically to do with sexual positions. Um, we were just trying a lot of stuff that maybe we shouldn't have been trying and one thing led to another and in the middle of the act I heard this noise there was just like a sound and (laughs) it it wasn't particularly painful but it was so disconcerting and um, what essentially happened is that um, her full body weight came down on my my penis and um, ever since then there was a tiny little kink so at a certain point it just like tilted a few degrees to the left and um and I was fine with that. Um, I'd, I'd watched a lot of porn in those days. And there are a lot of, lot of shapes and sizes out there. So, this, <laughs> this wasn't a particular issue for me. But the real clincher happened a year later. Mm. Now, it gets quite graphic. I don't know if I need to warn listeners about this. Mm. But, Probably. Um, yeah, actually, hold on. It, you know, if, if there aren't any kids in the car listening to this, just turn it up a little bit. So <laughs> yes, because they need to know yeah. what experimentation can lead to. Yeah, that's no, right. No, it is, it is important because it's quite a confronting thing to see. So maybe it's nice to hear that someone else went through it. Um, so at that point when I was 16, um, everything above that little kink just suddenly died. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I had was what essentially was like, I guess, a medieval flail. So you have like that hard base and then... The rest of it was just like a chain with a, oh my with, god, with a like um with a spiky ball at the end that you bonk people on the head with. It was, it was mortifying. Um, How worried? What, what did it look like? Was it? Did it turn black? <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some pictures. No, no, no. It was it was completely um, it was completely fine. Like it all looked normal. It was just whenever it was erect, the top was still flaccid. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I just had like a half erect penis, and it scared the crap out of me. And I was like, I had no idea what it was. And at first. I was like 16 and I, I assumed maybe I was just unfit. Like I wasn't I wasn't particularly chubby or anything, but I thought maybe I maybe everyone else just does heaps more exercise than I do. But and in so that just, particular just, area or just in general, were you imagining just, bench just, pressing so weights were gonna was gonna fix yeah, doing some penis curls. Well to be fair, the end of it was just so so loose and flaccid that I probably could tie it around a weight. Oh um, my god. And maybe do that. But no, oh. so um, so what I started doing, I just started sprinting. So like every day I was killing myself, <laughs> just like running as fast as I could constantly for like three months and nothing changed. And this, I, oh. I, st- I still resent that to this day. I don't think anyone should be running for no reason. Like this is so <laughs> symbolic of what men do, Alex. So they just run away from their problems instead of confronting them. But it got, it got even worse when I confronted it. Um, so I went to the doctor as a 16-year-old wondering what I could do, like whether... I was just going to have a half penis for the rest of my life. And um, and so he diagnosed it, and it's this thing called Peronis, um, which is the same name as the beer, which I guess is also <laughs> also linked to erectile dysfunction. So the idea is that you... I mean, do you guys know how the penis works? Probably not in enough detail <laughs> a, to understand this story. So, like, it's, it's full of little sacs that fill up with blood in order to get an erection. But if you snap them... Um, they get replaced with scar tissue, which isn't as elastic. Oh. So essentially, all the sacs will be filling up with blood when you get an erection, apart from everything past that scar tissue point. Oh no! Um, and there's there's not really a cure. Like you, you had a bottleneck. Still- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, what what ends up happening is that um, people get prosthetic penises, which I thought was the coolest thing at the time. Like that was that sounded amazing to me. It was like you've got like an extra little pump underneath your ball sack and you just like 
you just press it a couple of times and it it fills your penis with saline solution and you've you've got an erection that's clever yeah it's amazing but i didn't i had no access to that because um i asked my doctor you know what can i do what are the solutions to this and then he asked me if i was sexually active and i mean in my head i I want to say like well obviously not but you know i'd like to be but as a 16 year old i didn't i I couldn't really communicate that properly so i was just like no no i'm not and he goes to me he's just like okay well come back when you get a girlfriend and that was it and I left and that became just an in-joke with all my friends whenever anyone needed help with anything we'd always be like come back when you get a girlfriend mate um, but I, I, I was one of the lucky ones in that I think like a small percentage like 5% of males it just fixes on its own um, and yeah after about a year it, it got back to normal uh, but, nature so, is healing but, but um so I never came back even when I did have a girlfriend. Yeah, that is that is extraordinary. That is so much better than what I've been telling my friends. <laughs> story is I'm going to dine out on that story for months. The, the worst part is is that I just take it for granted like I'm I'm still being a complete idiot like bashing my penis into walls like I completely <laughs> forgot about that year of trauma. Yeah. Like it was it was horrendous. Like I was essentially asexual that entire time. Like I didn't even find anyone attractive. I mean, it has like wild <laughs> repercussions. <It> just <laughs> just look after your penis, Alex. And just treasure it. Treasure it, care for it, nurture it, mm. if you must. Well, it's really good that we're recording this on Are You Okay Day. Cause, <laughs> cause it's like, That's true. Is your penis okay day? They should have a penis day. Are you okay downstairs day? I suppose every day is penis, penis day. okay day, day. yeah. yeah. Mm. It's true. Well, look, we've talked a lot about um, other things. We've talked about people wanking on desks um, probably dozens of times so far this year, but I'm glad we've, we've looked at the other side of the, uh, the penis mm. as well. Thank yeah. you, Alexa. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We're on the homeward stretch in Tokyo now. Xander is still there, still bravely filing reports for our podcast, despite everything. Hello, Xander. Hello, hello, hello. Has your COVID gone away? Oh, look, it's here. It's there. It really, I think the Olympic spirit is helping me hold out. That's good because, I mean, there are always so many, it's always such a come down after Olympic Games. I think long COVID would be a fantastic way to keep the memories just going for months. Exactly. And that's what I'm really thinking of, you know, that sometimes it can just flare up again. So I'm thinking as soon as the high is done after the closing ceremony, I'll be in ICU the next day. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. But, but- it's been great. Um, the Athletes Village is starting to shrink now as the athletes who have to go home after 48 hours after their last event are leaving the event. So... Obviously, as more people leave, there's less risk of getting COVID, but also it means that the party atmosphere is lifting up again because, you know, it's a less crowded place. You can party more because there's less risk of COVID. And really, it's just getting started. I did admire the Australian sprinter who vowed to leave no Asahi beer undrunk in the whole of Tokyo. I think that that's the spirit, really. That really is the spirit. And the interesting thing is, is that obviously some athletes have started to fly back to Australia, which means they've done the uh, cheeky start to steal all the complimentary items. Nice. Um, 
so it's you know you, you walk through the empty rooms and you see all the soaps are gone all the shampoos are gone and all mm-hmm. the asahi beers are gone from the fridge so it is pretty interesting to see how everyone's clearing this place out on their way out has anyone um broken up the cardboard bed and brought it home with them you'd think not However, watching some people try to get these beds in, because obviously sleeping on a plane is uncomfortable, right? So some people, some athletes, I can't name them, but they thought, you know what? If I cut up this bed, I'll be able to extend out my leg space on the flight. And it was was amazing watching them do arts and crafts the other day. Impressive. Wow. So is it a sort of, like, how do they fit it in there? Do they use origami skills to fitted into their suitcase it's kind of like a flat pack you know there was i heard a lot of the swedish people were giving ikea tips and Mm. it was just a really collaborative effort of you know they were like okay Mm. if you cut off this part of the bed and then you make a slot here and you make a slot there and so really what they're doing they're constructing these flat packs for the plane um in order to you know build build beds very ingenious i heard um Rowan Browning, that sprinter, actually turned his into a, a full bar. Yeah, he did. He did. He flipped it up on the side, got all the nice alcohol out on the top, and really, it, it didn't seem like he was sleeping the whole Olympics. He was just having the time of his life. So why need to bed anyway? Worst case, you just crash on the floor. Aussie ingenuity. It's good to see, Xander. Australia has done so well. I'm honestly surprised that um, no one's accused us of being massively taking drugs. I think everyone just knows that our nation has nothing else except sport going on. You know, they're like, that's fair. Like, what else are you going to do if you live in Perth apart from run all day? You know, mm. yeah. there's no reason to accuse anyone for doping. It's the only thing they can do. If you're in Perth, you are going to try to, to run to Melbourne. That makes total sense. <laughs> exactly. If you're going to get across the Nullarbor, you need both speed, efficiency and endurance. There you go. Well, it's certainly something to be proud of. Zandy, you, I hate to say this, but you've actually done a very good job with these crosses. Um, if you do make it back to Australia... Uh, we may even be able to find more work for you. I, I, I don't say this lightly. Well, I mean, the, <clears throat> the Brisbane 2032 Olympics is coming up, so... I'm going to need a long recovery time. It's been a pretty traumatic experience, I think, <laughs> after all the counselling and debriefing. I may just be ready for the 2032. Yeah, just head straight to Brisbane. That's what You can be our Brisbane yeah. correspondent. Get in early, get to know the locals. Yeah, and I can really, you know, map the changing landscape over time and I can stand outside and give you live crosses from the construction of the new stadiums every day. I can be like, oh, new pylon's gone up or it looks like they're finishing on the new uh, vending machine. So I can really give you an in-depth play-by-play of the development of 2032. And also Brisbane has a a burgeoning COVID outbreak, so you'll feel at home. Oh, I will. I will. So guys, before we go, do you know what time of year it is? It's freedom time, uh, you know, no. cases are going, we're allowed to go outside. No, no, it's my annual daylight robbery. It's it's rego time. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. and I had to, and I, I sort of looked at my car the other day and I thought, oh, this year might be the year it doesn't pass. Um, because every year is the year that I think it won't pass. And then for yeah. some reason it always does. I just, I just don't know what it is. It's like magic. It's like sisterhood of the traveling 99 Commodore. But... I finally did the adult thing. I hope you're all proud of me. I went and got new tires. Wow. Right? I've never put new tires on my car. It's a secondhand car to begin with. It's from 99. It's almost as old as you, on. if my math is correct. But I'd only ever gotten a tire replaced once when I blew a tire. Right. And then they definitely told me about two years ago when that happened, you definitely need to replace the rest of your tires. And I did the classic 22-year-old thing and went, all right. And I never <laughs> saw them again. And so I went and replaced them. When I got my car back, the tire guy was like, do you know how old your tires are? And I went, oh, uh, the last guy I think told me they were about eight years old. I know that they're pretty, they were getting pretty crap. And he went, no, they 
They were the original tires. You have been driving <laughs> oh. on the original 99 tires this whole time. Did they have any tread at all? Like Yes, they- that's the crazy thing. They actually I, it was they weren't bold <laughs> enough for me to even justify confidently booking the tire thing. I only did it because I have a little bit of extra money this year. So I was like, oh, I should probably do it. They're not that bad. I could probably go another year. No, I probably wouldn't have passed Rego. He said, I'm amazed that you've passed Rego for the last three or four years. I'm also astonished that after you blew a tire um, and the, the guy said, oh, the other ones are on the verge of the same thing. You were like, oh, look, this is a several year project. I, I work myself up to this. I have hit an echidna in my car. There are still echidna spores in the front right tire. What? Yeah. And I just figured that it was kind of like a puncture. You know, you don't take the puncture thing out. It keeps no. the air in. So I never yes. took them out. But they're definitely there. No, but the question that I have is now that you've driven with the new tyres, mm. are you finding that you don't slide around as much on the I road? I thought sliding around a roundabout in rain was normal. <laughs> <laughs> they were slowly deflating as well. And I just filled them up with air once a month. It's, oh, it's really bad. Daddy. I Well, look, what do you want from me? If the car works, it works, all right? That engine's still got another 20 years in it. I'm oh, driving yeah. it until I'm 50. That's mm. what's happening. But the one thing I will say is, yes, driving home from the tyre place today did feel like a thousand times safer. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what this is supposed to feel like. Not imminent death at every corner. That was nice. This has been our very first best of edition. We'll have another one for that, you tomorrow. That, that was lovely. I felt I was there. Do you reckon there's anyone who's like purposefully not listened to any of the Chase Report just to save themselves for, for the best stuff now? Yeah, yeah, and it's important to note we listened to all of mm. the bits with you. We, we didn't just come in at the end <laughs> in a sort of prefabricated fashion. This is, we were here with you enjoying those moments again. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, we'll have more tomorrow. Aggies from Road Microphones with part of the ACAST Creator Network. And we're not coming back for new episodes until the end of January, but we have... Amazing episodes with the, We've got the fresh new episodes all throughout January. Yes, Doc. with the original Chaser mm. team. Um, but yeah, we're not going to pay any attention to the news till the end of January. And frankly, I don't think you should either. It's all COVID anyway. It's all COVID. Yeah, we don't have to be in here live to know that. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.